0: Welcome to the Glory Mountain Church podcast. For more information on our church and ways to support what God is doing here, visit glorymountain.com. Welcome to church this morning, everybody. Come on, turn to someone and say, welcome to church. (laughs) Welcome, welcome. You know, your your alarm clock did not wake you up this morning. Your iPhone did not wake you up. This morning, you know, Alexa did not wake you up this morning. Chloe didn't even wake you up this morning, Mark and Natalie. You know what woke you up? Jesus Christ, the son of God, he gave you another day to be alive. Do I hear an amen on that? Amen. He caused your blood to flow. He caused you to be awakened in your spirit. And he caused you to put, a, you know, to have a desire to come to church this morning and be here with us. And if you're watching online this morning, I just want you to know we are so glad you have joined us us. And we just are wonderfully thankful that you're taking time to do that this morning. You're a part of this church as much as any of us. And so we're so glad. But you know, he woke you up this morning. Amen. You know, your day, your week is going to be much better because you're putting the first day of the week in priority. And that's being in church so it sets in alignment certain things just like you go to the chiropractor and you get set in alignment and you know your central nervous system gets in order because that spine's been adjusted you know things happen because you're here this morning and it does you well and serves you well to be here today I'm so excited to preach teach or talk this message to you this morning it's from my heart and I believe that God has amazing things for each and every one of us. You know, this is going to not be an in-depth, theologically, biblically, um, tearing apart the word of God message. This morning's message, I'm just telling you right now, is going to be very inspirational for you. It's going to be motivational for you, because I love getting people excited about what God has for them. And I desire to share with you an encouraging talk about standing strong, refusing to let the enemy take your joy from you whenever he desires to do that. And I believe that God wants you to live in a state of expectancy and hope in all things. Do I hear an amen this morning? Come on, talk to me this morning. Yeah. I'm gonna talk to you this morning about I refuse. Everybody say, I refuse. I refuse. I'm going to present to you several, several scriptures, but I want to give you some introductory scriptures. You're going to write them down. They're not going to be on the screen for you. So take notes. Second Chronicles fifteen seven says, but as for you be strong and do not lose courage for there is great reward for your work. 2 Chronicles 15, 7, do not lose courage. Galatians 6, 9 says, let us not grow weary or become discouraged, the Amplified says, in doing good, for at the proper time you will reap if we do not give in. I love Joshua chapter one, verse number nine. Joshua chapter one is like one of my favorite chapters in the whole Bible. And Joshua says, have I not commanded you Be strong and courageous. Do not be terrified or dismayed. That word dismayed means intimidated. For the Lord, your God is with you wherever you go. I love Philippians 4, 13. It says, I can do all things which he has called me to do through him who strengthens and empowers me to fulfill his purpose. I am self-sufficient in Christ's sufficiency. I am ready for anything and equal to anything through him who infuses me with inner strength and confident peace. Come on, someone say hallelujah to that. Man, that's a scripture you need to like put into your spirit, man. man. Acts chapter two, verse 26. Therefore, my heart rejoiced and my tongue exalted exceedingly. Moreover, my flesh also will live in hope in Romans 5 5 in the amplified such hope in God's promises never disappoints us because God's love has been abundantly poured out within our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us these are all preliminary scriptures to help you understand that God wants us to be strong and not give in To work out our spiritual muscles and walk in such a way that strength is our portion every single day. So here we go. Number one, and these points will be on the screen I refuse to let the enemy take my joy away. Period. I refuse to let him do that. Joy appears and the New International Translation of the Bible 218 times. And the Lord wants you to live in joyful expectation of who he is and what he wants to do for your life. I love Second Chronicles 30, verse 23 says, "Then the whole assembly decided to celebrate the feast for another seven days, and they celebrated it another seven days with joy. Amen. You need to celebrate life every single day with joy. You need to wake up and say, Good morning, Jesus, It's me again." Psalm 16:11. You will show me the path of life in your presence is fullness. Everyone say fullness. Listen, here's the prerequisite. In your presence is fullness of joy. Amen. So that tells me you've got to stay in his presence. And if you don't stay in his presence, you ain't going to have joy. You're going to live in defeat. You've got to be in God's presence every single day. Oh, by the way, it says in your right hand, there are pleasures forevermore. Can't you just see God's right hand saying, here you go, Steve. It's yours, take it. It's yours, take it. Here's pleasures forevermore. Psalms thirty-two, eleven. be glad in the Lord and rejoice. You're righteous, you righteous who actively seek joy, standing with him. Shout for joy, all you upright in heart. Shout for joy. Shout for joy. Sometimes you need to shout that joy into your life, especially when you don't feel you have it. You got to shout it out. So I worship is such an amazing experience for us because we shout to Lord with voices of thanksgiving and voices of praise and it does something for you. And all of a sudden this joy comes into your heart, you upright of heart. Joy comes in and it's unspeakable. Absolutely. It's full of glory, the Bible says. Joy is full of glory. You want God's glory? Get more joyful. Quit living in a state of defeat and live in a state of expectancy. Do I hear an amen? Come on. This is inspirational this morning For I told you. Even in your wilderness, live in joy. Psalm 65, 12 the pastures of the wilderness drip. Listen, this is so good. You that are living in what you feel is a wilderness and you're like, oh God, where are you? Has anyone ever experienced that? You just feel like, God, 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 where are you? God says, I'm here, but where? Oh, you know, where are you? Seek me, you'll find me if you search for me with all your heart. I love this verse, Psalm sixty-five, twelve. The pastures of the wilderness drip with dew, and the hills are encircled with joy. Oh there's one more. Psalms 71:23: "My lips will shout for joy when I sing praises to you, and my soul, which you have redeemed." And here's an added scripture. No charge. Psalms 89:15. Blessed. And happy are the people who know the joyful sound. They walk, O Lord, in the light and favor of your countenance. Happy are the people who know the joyful sound. Do you hear the joyful sound? Can you hear it coming your way? I refuse. Say it with me. I refuse to let the enemy take my joy away. I refuse. Just set that standard right now in your life. And I'm telling you, the minute you set that standard will be the minute you get challenged. Yeah? Yeah. Ain't gonna let nothing rob my joy. This is a precedent that I've set in my life. You know, things come, and they just want to rob you. But I am not going to let the enemy rob me. He doesn't deserve to have what I have. I've got Jesus. I've got the joy. Way down in my heart. Where? Way down in my heart to stay. <laughs> You'll Paz, 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 in mi corazon. In mi corazon. I've got the peace of God. I've got the joy of God in my heart. That's where it needs to come from. Because out of the heart, the mouth speaks. I'm going to refuse to let the enemy rob my joy. Number two, I refuse to let discouragement come into my life. Come on, say it. I refuse to let discouragement come into my life. You got to refuse it. You got to say no more. No more. I'm not going to get discouraged. You see, God makes us full of courage. The enemy wants to discourage us. Do you get it? Yeah. Yeah. Psalms thirty-four, seventeen through 19, when the righteous cry for help, the Lord hears and delivers them out of their troubles. The Lord is near to the brokenhearted and saves the crushed in spirit. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers them out of them all. All, everyone say, all. he's the great deliverer. You feel that discouragement coming your way. God's going to deliver you from that instantly. He can do this. Psalms 32, 11, be glad in the Lord and rejoice you righteous who actively seek right standing with him. Shout for joy, all you upright in heart. I'm telling you, it's, it's so important. Psalms 55, 22, cast your burden on the Lord and he will sustain you. He will never permit the righteous to be moved. which means you're standing on a foundation that will not be taken away from you. As a kid, I remember the hymn of the church, growing up in church, and it was a hymn of, you know, and hymns of glorious praise. And it was, I shall not be, I shall not be moved. I shall not be, I shall not be moved just like a tree planted by the waters i shall not be moved that song is so old but the principle as is powerful today as it was the day it was written nothing is going to move me except jesus do you get that this morning i refuse to let discouragement come into my life i put a hold on that those who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Isaiah 40, 31. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Yeah. Matthew eleven twenty eight. 28. Come to me all you who labor and are heavy laden and I will give you rest. It's just a place that we stand in Jesus. And I want to... In this point by 1st Peter chapter 1 verses 6 through 9 this is so good in this you rejoice though now for a little while if necessary you have been grieved and I believe this is speaking to someone this morning you have been grieved by various trials so that the tested genuineness of your faith more precious than gold that perishes through it is tested by fire may be found to the result in praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Make it a standard. I refuse to let discouragement come into my life. Make it a standard today. Number three, I refuse to speak negative words Oh, my goodness, this will challenge you. I refuse to speak negative words. I call me positive, Mr. Positive. Okay, but I'm telling you, the enemy wants you to speak negatively about everything. People, situations, encounters, finances, friends. Ephesians 4:29 Do not let unwholesome talk come out of your mouth but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs that it may benefit those who listen. Proverbs 12:18 Reckless words pierce like a sword but the tongue of the wise brings healing. Do I hear an amen on that? Come on, these are good scriptures. Proverbs 15, one, a gentle answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. Proverbs 17, a cheerful heart is good medicine. First Corinthians, I'm sorry, first Peter three, nine. Don't repay evil for evil. Oh, listen to this. Don't retaliate when people say unkind things about you. Instead, pay them back with a blessing. That is what God wants you to do, and He will bless you for it. Now, that's a challenging scripture. Yeah? Come on, let's get honest. Here's a quote from a woman I greatly admire, Mother Teresa. She said this: kind words can be short and easy to speak, but they echo and they are endless. God, help me to be good steward of my words. Don't speak negatively about anything. Come on, put, put it to the test. You're gonna be challenged on this. You know, some family member, some situation. You know, it's gonna come right in your face and you have a choice. Bless those who curse you. (laughs) You will get challenged, but bless them, show honor to them and watch what God does. He is your defender. I refuse to speak negative words. Number four, oh, this is a good one. Are you ready for this? (laughs) I refuse to be in debt. Among 73% of consumers who had debt when they died, 68% had credit card balances. The most common kind of debt was a mortgage debt, 37%. Did you know you pay for your home two to three times over when you have a mortgage? Check it out. Check the figures out yourself. Mortgage is followed by auto loan debt, 25%. Personal loans, 12%. Student loans, 6%. That's a survey based in March. 2017. I refuse to be in debt. Am I in debt? Yes. And I hate it. I'm in debt, not credit card. I have a mortgage. Dear God, I'm believing God to get that mortgage out of my life. The mor- word mortgage means a death sentence. I refuse to let that kind of sentence come into my life. And you mark my words. My home's going to be paid off soon. Hell, I have no idea. (laughs) And my home is going to be paid off and I'm going to be debt free. And when you need a hundred bucks, I'm going to be able to pull out my checkbook and say, here's a hundred bucks. Be blessed in Jesus name. When you need your car payment that you're praying out of debt, you'll get, I'm going to say here, let me help you this month. Here's 500 bucks for two car payments for the next couple months. Get out of debt. I refuse. I'm looking debt in the face. It's the only debt Deborah and I have. Otherwise, we are debt-free. We have no credit card debt. Everything we have has been paid for with cash. And I'm saying to you this morning, or God has blessed us with it, I am saying to you this morning, I am refusing any kind of debt in our lives as the head of my home. And together, we are contending for a debt-free house. Amen. Are you? Are you? Are you facing your debt? Are you being grit enough to say, "No, I do not want this. I'm going after a debt-free experience in my life." And I really believe that's how God wants us. The Bible says, "Oh, no man nothing but love." Yeah. Matthew 6:33 Don't worry about the things saying, what are we going to eat? What are we going to drink? What are we going to wear? These things dominate the thoughts, but your heavenly father already knows your needs. Seek the kingdom of God and all else live righteously and he will give you everything you need. Do we really believe that? By the way, I really appreciate what you're saying about sowing and reaping. Did you know that the, the, the thing that's talked about in scripture the most, and mark this down and search it out yourself, is God speaks about finances the most in the Bible. It's true. Sow, you're gonna reap. Philippians 4.19, and the same God who takes care of me will supply all your needs from his glorious riches which have been given to us in Jesus Christ. Romans thirteen eight. owe oh, nothing to anyone except for your obligation to love one another. That's so good. Proverbs 3, nine, honor the Lord with your wealth and with the best part of everything you produce. I heard a story once, it made me so sad. It was these missionaries in some foreign land that needed some help and they needed some food. They wanted teas and they wanted you know, coffees and they wanted to bless their people and they couldn't even afford it. So a group of people in a church, true story, in a church got together and sent them a box of used tea bags. That's not honoring God with your best. Malachi 3.10, bring all the tithe into the storehouse. There's gonna be room enough in my temple. Second Corinthians 9, 7, you must decide in each of your hearts how much to give and don't give reluctantly or in response to pressure for God loves a person who gives cheerfully. Luke six thirty eight. given it will be given to you a good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over will be put into your lap for with the same measure you use, it will be measured back to you. Scripture after scripture after scripture about seeding and blessing and planting. I refuse to be in debt. And I guarantee you, and I'm speaking by faith this morning, I'm going to stand before you someday and say, My house is paid off. And that's going to happen soon, I believe. And it's going to be a witness to you of what God can do in my life and what He can do in yours. Mark my words. Number five, I refuse to carry unforgiveness in my heart towards anyone. I refuse. I refuse it. I refuse it. I refuse it. Unforgiveness is classified in medical books as a disease. According to Dr. Stephen Staniford, chief of surgery at the Cancer Treatment Centers of America, refusing to forgive makes people sick and keeps them that way. Ephesians 4:31 and 32, let all bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice, verse 32, and be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another even as God for Christ's sake has forgiven you. I want to digress just for a few moments on this because I believe this is an important topic. Unforgiveness can be a symptom or a cause in your life. Here are some of the causes for the spiritual malady. Bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, or agitation evil speaking malice these are symptoms and those are causes of the symptom do you know what the benefits of forgiving someone is can i give them to you this morning healthier relationships greater spiritual and psychological well-being less anxiety less stress and less hostility, lower blood pressure, fewer symptoms of depression, stronger immune systems, improved heart health, and higher self-esteem. Those are all proven benefits of forgiving somebody. And if you're unforgiving right now, you might want to consider this. Bring your anger and bitterness into every relationship and new experience. If you're unforgiving, this is what you might be having in your life. You bring the bitterness and anger into every situation of every new experience that you face. If you have this unforgiveness, you become so wrapped up in the wrong thing that you can't enjoy the present. If you carry unforgiveness, you become depressed and you become anxious. Everybody okay? If you have unforgiveness, you feel that your life lacks meaning or purpose or that you're at odds with all of your spiritual beliefs. If you have unforgiveness, you lose valuable and enriching connectedness with other people. Now, how many of you want to live that way? Let me see your hand. No, you don't want to live that way. You want to live in unforgiveness. And the first step in learning to forgive is to realize how much we have been forgiven by God. That's the first step. In fact, I love what Matthew 18 says. Then Peter came to him and said, Lord, how often will my brother sin against me and I forgive him? As many as seven times. I love this classic statement Jesus says. Jesus said to him, I do not say to you seven times, but 70 times seven. In other words, he was saying, you need to have boundless unforgiveness, boundless forgiveness in your life for those unforgiving people that you have are working towards. By the way, Luke 6:37 says this, judge not that you become judged, condemn not and you will not be condemned, forgive and you will be forgiven. Amen. It's not that the Lord doesn't want to forgive you. It's he can't until you do something with your heart you got to change your heart. God wants to forgive everything, and he does, and he has, and it was done 2,000 years ago, but we hold the unforgiveness. There's things stopping us from having a fruitful, freedom-filled life. I refuse. I refuse to have unforgiveness in my life. There are people that have hurt us. just like they've hurt you, maybe at times. Words, actions. If I saw those people today, I'd throw my arms around them and say, hey man, how are you doing? Hope your life is doing amazingly good. I love you and will always love you. In him, we have redemption through his blood. Forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace. I refuse to carry unforgiveness in my heart. I refuse it. And I close this teaching this morning with what I choose. And I'm just going to give you one of these points. I choose to let God have full control. Yeah? Isaiah 41.10. So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Philippians 4, 6, and 7. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the God of peace, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Jesus Christ. In John 16, 33, I've told you these things so that in me, you may have peace. And oh, by the way, in this world, you will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome. (laughs) I choose to let God have full control. How about you? I believe God wants us to have determination in our life that we're so strong. And listen, we're all challenged. I'm not preaching this to you because I have made it. (laughs) I'm preaching to myself this morning too. But there's things I refuse to walk in. And I've given you some of those this morning. These are not out of a book or any kind of study guide that I've read. These are from my heart this morning. I sat down and wrote these and found scriptures to support. This is what I believe. This is what Mark and Deborah believe in our hearts. And we're not gonna relent. I'm pressing on to the high calling of jesus christ in my life what decisions are you making it's a good question let's face it head on what are you what are you deciding what kind of standards are you putting into your life i hope i have helped you a little bit this morning i just heard the lord say to me this week just tell the people what you refuse i refuse these things Listen, I could sit down and have a pity party just like you about situations that have happened in my life. And I can want, you know, your pity. Please help me. No, I'm gonna help myself. You can encourage me, but when it comes right down to it, I have to make a decision, right? That this is how I'm gonna stand. And the Bible says, having done all the stand, I'm gonna stand some more. I'm going to stand some more. I've made these decisions. You know, we stand up here and it's all wonderful and we look so nice and my hair looks great and I am dressed casually nice and I've got charisma and I've got life in me. But I'm telling you something this morning, that stuff has not come easy some of it natural some of it has been through blood sweat and tears my stand this morning has come through plowing through life knowing God is with me and I'm a king's kid I'm a son of God she's a daughter of God and we live in the palace in the presence of Jesus And he's never going to let me down. He's never let us down. Never. Ever. And we don't give up. I've got a plaque. I'm going to post on Instagram this week. I took a picture of it for you. Go to my Instagram. Instagram. Was it slash or at? I always forget. I don't even know. It's at. You know that little at Mark A. Griffo. Get on my Instagram. I put some inspirational things on there. And here's what it, I'll give you a little heads up. It says it's good, it says four words. Never, never, never give up. Five words. Said so not gonna give up. I'm pressing in to everything for God's good and God's glory. Not going to give up. And there's plenty of times we could have, just like you, right? It ain't going to happen. There's too much behind us that God's been faithful. I think I preached a message on that. Never, never, never give up just in the past two months or three months. Stand strong, stand tall, okay? I'm just encouraging you this morning. Has this helped you this morning? Come on, I refuse. I refuse. Come on, give God a clap offering. I refuse. I refuse. I refuse. the stand I take. It's just, you know, people want to shovel and throw dirt in my face. I've got a shower at home. I'll just wash it off. I refuse to let anything take me down. So cry your heart out to God. Let's come to him as little children. Let's give it to God. Do I hear an amen? It's so good to see you this morning in church. I see a couple of faces that have come back that are new. Fernando, welcome back, man. And I think I've seen you before and maybe not. I don't know. It's just, it's so good to have all of you back. Come to church. Okay, so Deborah and I are going to be gone for the next couple of weeks. Okay. I've saved up four years to celebrate my wife's 60th birthday. I have saved $25 a week and I've saved all of my pennies. Every time I swipe my debit card, it rounds it up to the nearest dollar and has put it in a bank account for four years. And in January, I told Deborah, honey, we're gonna celebrate you. And you're probably saying, where are you going? Well, I'll tell you, this Wednesday, we're flying to Paris for three days. We've got free air miles, and I've saved up points from the Hyatt for 20 years. And we have three free nights at a five-star hotel in Paris. Free flight. Then we're flying to London, and we're catching a 16-day cruise that's 100% all paid for because I've saved for four years, $25 a week, and all my littles change. And I said, honey, pick anywhere you want to go. We're going to Germany. We're going to Norway, her homeland. We're going to Newfoundland. We're going to Ireland, Amsterdam, on a 16-day Princess cruise. We're so excited, you guys. And then we're going, yeah, come on, yeah. Yeah. And then we're going across the Atlantic for four days and we're going to end up in New York. All paid for because I saved $25 a week and saved my cash for four years. Isn't that cool? And I said, honey, I want to take you on a trip of a lifetime. And so we're going, and all we're doing is taking some spending money, and it's, we're going to have a blast. I'm just telling you, this is uh, our first vacation this year and we're actually gonna be gone three Sundays and we're super, super excited. Now, don't you go away because we are. This church should be fuller than it's ever been. and We have some amazing speakers lined up. Brian Havens is coming in from Washington and Rachel. They're gonna be here. He's gonna speak. We've got Stephen speaking. We've got Mark speaking. Camille is going to be speaking the Sunday weekend back because I don't want to study on my vacation, (laughs) to be perfectly honest with you. (laughs) And we're super excited. So you won't see us for about three and a half weeks because I'm loving on my wife. And that's why we have a strong marriage. And we're so excited. She's like a little girl with a new toy. She is so, she loves traveling and I do too. And we're so excited to go to Paris. Like we're going to have croissants and coffee in Paris. Looking at the Eiffel Tower on Thursday. I'm so excited. So, um, yeah. Yeah, of course, that'd be really cool. I would love for you to do that. Thank you. But I I felt like just sharing this message with you because there's things that, you know, my wife and my family's number one. And four years ago, the Lord put it on my heart to like just love on Deborah on her 60th. So she was pretty glad I saved up for four years. I did it secretly, too, by the way. I never told her until January, so that was fun. It's just... (laughs) Just so excited to spend time and just love on my wife. Because we have a busy lifestyle, and a hard one at times. And it's just going to be good for us to do nothing but look each other in the face and drink coffee and sit on a ship and eat as much food as we want. And we didn't even have to cook it. Like, that's amazing. So um, they say that you gain a pound a day on a cruise ship, but we're not going to, because we're going to walk around the ship like every day. (laughs) You go on his luggage and you come off his cargo, they say. <laughs> but that's not going to be us. So. so anyway, um, we're super excited. It's okay to be honest with you guys like this. I like, I guess, you know, it's just, I mean, you know, I'm, my life's an open book. You can ask, I mean, it's is an open book. So Mark's in charge. So if you need anything, talk to him. Don't you dare call me, okay? okay. <laughs> now things are going to be great. Mark's a great pastor and leader, and we're excited what God's going to do. So, we love you guys. So, yeah, uh, Deborah, come up. Let it, Steve, why don't you come and pray over us this morning, all right? Let's go. And this is not a ministry trip. The only ministry is going to be to each other. Yeah. This is like a vacay, okay? Yeah. So... So where's the mic? I'm not sure where the mic is. Yeah, just press this. Why don't you guys stand? Let's uh, reach out your hand to us. That'd be great.
1: God, we thank you for this beautiful, faithful couple. Lord, we thank you for the example that they are to us of... um, love for a lifetime and lord we we declare your rich blessing over them safe travels and uh lord joy overflowing lord that they come back with not only incredible stories of what they've seen but incredible stories of the goodness of god Mm -hmm. and lord god we celebrate pastor deborah and her birthday and we thank you so much for her And the blessing that she is not only to this church and her husband, but to her family and uh, the legacy of um, steady on, steady on with joy, Mm -hmm. steady on with faithfulness, steady on with diligence. So, Lord, shine your face upon Mark and Deborah, and uh, we thank you for your goodness manifest in and through them in Jesus' name.
0: Amen. Thank you. It's awesome. Thanks, you guys. You guys are a great audience, a great congregation. You are a great family. So that's exactly how we see you. Nothing less than that, Your family. So um, thanks for being a part of our lives. And thanks for um, for sharing life with us. We love sharing life with you. You're a part of our lives. And... uh, (laughs) Okay, that's good. So, um, if you don't know Jesus, make sure you know him before you leave this building this morning, okay? Make him Lord. And, And make a determination like I have to refuse certain things. Let's build that good wall of resistance, okay? And don't ever change that because... And don't ever let go of that. Stand always strong. Amen? And stay strong. That's the call. That's the call. Amen? So, Lord, I thank you for this beautiful family. Thank you for this church, Lord. Thank you. We can celebrate life together in the goodness of God, in the land of the living. Lord, as we're gone, I pray protection over my family church. Thank you that you cover it with the blood of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, that there will be no sickness, no disease, no harm will come in on any of us. God, everywhere they drive, everywhere they walk, everything they do, that, Lord, they are protected. Bring them success and bring them favor, God, I pray, in every area of their life. And help them this morning to make that determination as I have with many other things, Lord, that we refuse certain things in our life and we release the blessings of God. So thank you, Lord, for what you're going to do. We love you, we praise you, we honor you. Lord, until we see each other again and the grace and the peace and the glory and the presence and the power and the spirit of God rest continually upon all of us. And we pray these things in the name of of the one who has called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. We pray this in Jesus' name, and everybody says amen. amen." And amen. Give God a clap off for this morning. Come on. Thank you, God. Thank you so much for joining us today and being a vital part of what God is doing in his people. We hope that this message impacted you and that you were blessed. We would love to connect with you about this message and what God is doing in your heart. You can email us at info at glorymountain.com or visit our website glorymountain.com You can also give online to support what God is doing at Glory Mountain. Have a blessed week.